darkness has fallen. The chickens and our one duck are in their coop. We got the dishes done. We finished work period. And here we are. For our fourth evening of Young Junction. And to all of you in the 10 directions, welcome. I think we're all at different stages. Of course, yeah. a poem. Visiting the temple of accumulated fragrance by Wang Wei. A Chinese man from the 800s AD, poet, a musician, a high government official who, when his wife died, entered the monastery. Visiting the temple of accumulated fragrance. I didn't know where the temple was. Pushing mile on mile among cloudy peaks, old trees, deserted paths, deep mountains. Somewhere, a bell. Brook voices choke over craggy boulders. Sun rays turn cold in the green pines. At dusk, by the bend of a deserted pond, peaceful meditation calms poison dragons. One more time. Visiting the temple of accumulated fragrance. I didn't know where the temple was, pushing mile on mile among cloudy peaks, old trees, deserted paths, deep mountains, somewhere a bell. Brook voices choke over craggy boulders. Sun rays turn cold in the green pine. At dusk, by the bend of a deserted pond, peaceful meditation calms poison dragons. There's a kind of yearning in Wang Wei's poem. It's sort of, he's talking about both an inner and an outer journey. 
And when I think of yearning, I think we've all got it in what we call bodhicitta. Bodhicitta is the heartfelt yearning to free oneself from the pain of ignorance and habitual patterns. Poison dragons. In order to help others to do the same. So it's helping ourselves to help others. We have that yearning. And then on the absolute level, bodhicitta is non-dual wisdom. The vast, unbiased essence of mind. The vast, unbiased essence of mind. I think we also yearn for that. Such. I think Kyungho was feeling that yearning, our great teacher in the Korean Zen tradition, uh, when he decided he just had to give up being such a popular scholar because he didn't know a wit, really, he saw, learned. And he said, I have decided to understand my true self. And the Buddha had that yearning too when he said, I will sit here until I truly understand the cause of suffering. Yeah. And here we are. With our own maybe specific yearning, but also that one to really taste, feel, and live by the essence of mind. It's a process of always opening Buddha's eyes, always opening Buddha's ears, always opening Buddha's heart, and always opening Buddha's mind. And we have the various practices in our concentration, samadhi, meditation, our precepts, our ethical guidelines, and our prajna are always developing wisdom. And we're always softening some inner mantras that we often get plagued with. They kind of bug us like mosquitoes, you know, like, I won't, I can't, I need, I don't need, I should. And instead of holding that softening into 
the possibility of oneness. No separation. No having to have such control. But as the Song of Meditation said, enjoying formless life every day. Life as it is. That's why we're here. And I thought that Suzuki Roshi, I found this something that he said. What we're doing here is so important. We had better not take it too seriously. <laughs> I like that. Amen. <laughs> the key is finding the balance between not too tight and not too loose, mm -hmm. not too zealous or too laid back. And that'll be different for each person because we've learned styles that we have to work around. But not to take it too seriously. Otherwise, we just go around with a kind of tight butt and don't enjoy kind of what there is in this moment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to let go of a little gas sometimes. <laughs> Our that whole practice is about letting go. Yeah. So with this poem and with this little commentary, I encourage you to get back to your meditation practice. Not too seriously. <laughs> but of course, it's a rare opportunity, so... How are you going to do it?